Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. Apologies for being slightly late, but um, Mr. Tomlinson mucked it up again, so <laughs> I'll take the full responsibility this time. With me tonight are my two good guests, I'll go ladies first, Shona, even although for me you're down at the bottom. Um, welcome, Shona. How are you? Hi, everyone. Hi, good, good, good. Not too bad. Uh, just glad it's Thursday, rolling on Friday. I can't stand international football, so yeah, it's been a bit of a tough week just getting through it. But anyway, uh, looking forward to tonight's debate between me and Scott. I'm sure we've got a lot to talk about. So all aboard the Clement train. Choo-choo, oh, here we go. Stop. Yeah, well, my other guest tonight is Scott in the red corner, I would say, Shona, in the blue corner. Muscat, uh, Australian, we'll put that into the red corner. Scott, how are you? Aye, not bad, mate, not bad at all. How's you, Davey, all right? Yeah, well, I'm keeping fine, yeah. Still busy day for me today, doing the, the, the daily news this morning and now again at night. So, oh, oh, gallant few okay. day for me. Yeah. So, anyway, carrying on, we were actually hoping we were going to have some big news tonight. We we all heard the rumour that there was uh, something going on at Ibrox and, uh, yeah, there were reporters everywhere and, uh, yeah, and there was going to be a big announcement. Unfortunately, up until now, it hasn't happened, as far as I know. I haven't seen anything to, to suggest otherwise. So, anyway, I think we're all down now. To two candidates, Shona. You've obviously picked the Clermont camp. Philippe Clermont. Um, what 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 has put you in it? What what's put you in the the Clermont camp? Why why are you so desperate to get him in the door? Look, I think there could be pros and cons for both managers. Do you know what I mean? But I think more mine's just more down to the fact that this guy's got far more experience. He's played at far bigger clubs. He's won more than what Muscat has done. He still brings a style of, of attacking football, but also as well, 
he works within like his system to beat other teams. And I think that could be really, really effective. Obviously, he's shown that with his uh, with his win percentage rate. I think his win percentage rate is around about the same as Walter Smith and uh, as Alex McLeish. So, look, I think um, his biggest asset will be to be able to tactically flexible changes within a game upon the opposition weaknesses. So, uh, look, I know that um, everybody's on the, the musket bandwagon, but uh, not for me, I'm afraid. Uh, I've always said that I think I think I would like look. I think the only reason that Muscat is getting getting the uh, shouted upon is because he's what he did with Ange. I don't think he's been mentioned just because his Rangers connection and Ange is all he's getting touted for. I don't really think his CV looks as good as Claymont's. Um, look, if Muscat comes in, I'm going to back him 100. Uh, I do like his style of football. I do like the way he goes all at attacking. I just feel for just now at this moment in time that uh, he doesn't have the same players. That he wants to fit into our, our, our that what we've got at this football club at the moment with the wingers and whatnot. But for me, I'm all about all about Clement. He likes to give youth a chance. That's another thing as well. Um, he changes formation depending on who we play against. Um, and I, I don't know, like as I said, I think he's just his win rate is really really good. And obviously, he's got European and Champions League experience. He's obviously worked with Dessers in the past. Um, his last game that he played for with um, was at Club Rouge. He lost that game, and who was man of the match in that game? But Matondo, he's obviously worked with the likes of is it Tushamini that plays for Real Madrid? He brought him through. He's also brought the likes of uh, Trossard as well. He's worked with the likes of some guys in Belgium, which obviously might suit Raskin. For me, it just seems a bit more suited um, at this moment in time. What Rangers really need, we need stability. We need a guy that's going to win us things, and that's what I feel that he'll bring. Okay, Scott, there's something to chew on. Tell us why. Why are you in the Kevin Muscat uh, camp? Right, well, just to come back a wee bit on a couple of Shona's points. Like she mentioned, um, come on, working with these players before. Aye, there is, there's a connection there. But for me, that can be, that can be a good thing because Michael Beale. Brought his players in. Couldn't they get a tune out with them. Michael Beale had one of the highest win percent rates in Rangers manager history, a 70-odd percent. Didn't they win a trophy? Didn't they win a big game? <clears throat> Him and Gio, the only thing they had in common was um, being able to change tactics and at, like midway through a match. Do we really want another manager like that? Do we really want another manager that's going to switch it up, not have an identity? I mean, he's talking about um, Clement's a very job. He's a very possession-based manager. Um, slow build-up play. It's it's all stuff we've been watching for years and years and years. Which is um, the main reason, which is why I'm wanting Muscat and to begin with. Um, I just feel that we know that brand of football works. Muscat's changed it to suit himself. Um, if reading up, I've done on him. Muscat can change his system as well. He plays a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1. Um, likes to play with pace. Fine, that might not be suited. But then we're bringing in a guy that's going to introduce pace into the team by giving young players a chance, which is what he's had today. He's worked with the tenth, ninth or tenth highest budget in the J-League. Lowest budget, sorry. Lowest budget in the J-League. He still get results. Um... I know Shona says about um, 
come on giving youth players a chance as well. Michael Bull was a youth coach. He didn't. He never gave a player a chance. Gio had to give youth a chance last season in the Champions League. And look what happened. It needs to be done in the right way for me. In the right way that I've seen in the last couple of weeks, it's kind of um, clarified my beliefs. Is that right wing spot being took up by either Zach Lovelace or Ross McCausland? Two of them brought completely different things. Brought a bit of pace. They brought a just being able to skin a player. It just makes the game so much easier. It's how you create. It's how whereas passing a ball about in a horseshoe style, don't I don't think that's what Clement's going to bring um, intently. But that's how these players are used to playing. There needs to be a complete and utter change at that club for management to uh, players doing. They need somebody that's going to get in and take no fear whatsoever. Come on, comes across as quite a quite a laid back, quieter mere individual. He's mere a football coach. Could be wrong on that, Shona. Um, he's mere a football coach. He's used to working under a director of football. Muscat worked as a technical director for six months at St. Truden, I think. That's a bad spell everybody's going on about that he had. Um, I think he was in the Belgian second division and he was in charge for a year. Didn't have that, so didn't have that great a record. So then he's been back. He's been an assistant manager before he's been on to be a manager again. And I think he's, I think he's earned his shot. Both candidates have got really, really good credentials for a job. Hundred percent. I mean, if Flamik, if Philippe Clement gets gets the job, the only thing I'm going to be gutted about is showing a smile. <laughs> but I, that's, that's that's my case for Muscat. It's just purely a brand of football, and I think we need a complete change on the park. We shouldn't be bringing in a manager to suit his squad of players. His squad of players have already, they've already done Stephen Davis over with one of the most embarrassing results in Europe. We went to Limassol. His squad of players need gutted. Needs to be a complete change and there needs to be an identity going forward. But with Danny today, whatever one of these guys comes in, is keep a couple of young Scottish coaches on a on the backroom staff. Um so that we can begin to have a succession. They can bring their own men in, but as soon as they leave, these two coaches are still there for continuity and stability, because that's we've not got any of that after park just now. It's, a, it's an absolute must. So that's my bit, sorry. <laughs> so now they're both about the same age. I think uh, Musket's 50 and uh, Clement's 49. So I don't think there's any difference there. Um the last year, uh, Musket had a, a points per game of 1.90. And before he left Monaco, Clement had 1.71. Now, I doubt if the J-League is as strong as the French League. I don't know. I'm not that up on the, 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 the J-League that much. But is 1.71 in the French League better than 1.90 in the Japanese League? I don't think you can compare stats in these sort of things. I think you've got you've got two different leagues, you've got totally different players, you've got totally different standards. Uh, as far as I'm aware, um, the the Clermont, um, a lot of the fans, a lot of the Monaco fans were not happy when he when he left, and I think they they sold one of their best players to Real Madrid and didn't really replace much in the summer. So I think there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes as towards Clermont. Look, I don't even think I think at the point when he got I think he got beat off PSG quite quite. Quite bad, I think it was three or four nil. 
think that was kind of everything that was going on behind the scenes. I think that was obviously the kind of time he went. But like, um, look, I just don't think you can take these one percentages in when you're comparing guys from two different leagues that have done two different things so far. I mean, you could turn around and then say, look, do you know what I mean? Because he wants one more things, does that mean then he's a better manager than Muscat? I think they're just completely two different style of managers. And it just depends on what you want in the moment. And I just want somebody that's, that's got that winning winning mentality so far that's obviously won in big leagues, played in the European, like, played for a uh, Champions League European games, played against good teams as well, beating good teams when he played for playing Club Rouge in the Champions League. And I just like, I've looked, I've watched a couple of the games and I do like the way Muscat plays. I just don't think um, Muscat would be able to fit these players into his style of play at the moment. That's just my opinion. I don't think the fullbacks would play as inverted fullbacks. I don't think we have wingers at this moment in time. I don't think he has the pace that he wants for the fullbacks. But look, that's just that's just my just my opinion. Um, but look, I just prefer the way like Claymont sets up his team. I think he like like um, Scott was saying, he, like he tactically goes into a game. He doesn't. What he does is he actually looks at the, the, the he's like a Bielsa. He looks at the team before that. He's tactically set up to how to beat that team. And then what he'll do is he won't do Plan A better. He'll go. You've got Plan A. You've got Plan B. You've got Plan C. So like I, that's where I, I think that it's really really good because I think that's exactly how we're going to have to we're, at home we're going to have to play a different style of football at home than we will be well away and then on sometimes maybe on plastic pitches or depending on the opposition or depending on what happens in the game and I just think that Clement's tactically more astute than than Musket but as I said we'll wait and see who comes in I think uh, it's going to look look guys I think that the deal when I was listening to the Rangers review I think it's going to get announced at least within the next 20, 24 hours I think. Um, because people want to know about this before the weekend for him coming in on the Monday morning, I would imagine. Yeah, Shona mentioned Plan A and Plan B there, Scott. Are we any chance of getting a a, a war button no. person here in the door? No, no, I wouldn't say so. I get Shona's concerns about the the fallbacks there. That's the fallbacks has been a a pain in my ass since the beginning of the season, to be brutally honest with you. I've spoken with James Tavernier and blown the face. Um I don't think he's um he's what we need at right back anyway. As I say, he's a good footballer. I think we need to encourage him to play elsewhere on the park. Because I think Tav's one of his players, he's just that good that he can do it. Um but he's found one in it right back and we've got a young English right back girl that's busting to come in and um do a job. In terms of Borna, Borna's, Borna's a non-starter for me. Um, see, whatever manager comes in, they need to take Borna and Tava for throw-ins and free kicks and corners. And they need to break that. There seems to be a culture at the club where, because they've been here this long, this is how it's done, that needs that needs to stop. It needs to stop from top to bottom. Um, I'm... I'm Purely aboard the Muscat train because I want to be entertained now. I, I, I look at come on and I've looked at the way his team's set up and playing. I'm just like, I want to be excited at a football match. I don't want to, like, like I said earlier, these players are used to uh, taking 10 touches in the ball and passing it back to each other, or turning, turning back on themselves constantly. It needs to change whoever comes in. Um, and as I say, there needs to be a good bit of longevity within the next managerial appointment because it's probably, we say it's every managerial appointment, but um, this is a big tester for Bisgrove and Bennett. 
now. Who 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 do you want, David? I'll put a question to you. Who do you want? I'm be I'll be honest with you. I'm actually sitting in the fence at the moment because I, I don't really I don't really know that much what 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 they've done. I quite fancy the style of Muscat that 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 just go and get them style. But I think uh, Clement's a very attacking manager as well. I, I, I don't think he's uh, in any way a defensive manager. And I I'm certainly won't be expecting the horseshoe with any of the, the two of them. Um, I, I say the, the, the one thing I'm I'm a bit frightened of with uh, Muscat is the Mark Warburton side of it, with just only having one system to play and just batter your head off a brick wall. <laughs> the the other thing that, that sort of worries me about Muscat is, well, there's a film on YouTube, the, the dirtiest player in the world or something like that, and I think he's named on it as, as one of the dirtiest in the world. Whether whether he whether he, he's, he's temperamental, let's say, as he is as a manager, I would hope not. I would imagine at his age now that he's sort of a settled down and, uh, I, I, yeah, obviously he's getting results in Japan, so he obviously got, got players playing for him. Otherwise, otherwise you couldn't uh, you couldn't get the the kind of results he's he's been getting. So I'm I'm sort of a, I'm sort of stuck. I, I don't really I don't really know myself, you know. That in that sense, and I mean I've even been hearing things on the, the and reading things on on Twitter and so sort of things. That um, even the Rangers board are split down the middle on on the big decision. So obviously, I, I think they'll probably now be well on their way to have made a final choice. But I heard tonight as well. Yeah, but the one rumor was that there was something happening at Ibrox, and now the rumor is it's going to be into well into next week before there's a decision made. So I don't really know. I'm 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 going to going to sort of a jump in. I'm quite happy with whoever comes in. To be honest with you. I think it will be a change as long as I see attacking football, high press, and I think both managers do do that. Um, I, I, I don't really know. I'm, I'm sitting on the fence, as I say. Shona, what 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 did he need to do to get a, a tune out of this this mob? I mean, you said there that that he's worked with Desers before and he 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 got the better side of Desers. Is Desers' age obviously a lot older now? Um, can 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 come on get a, a, a tune out of this lot? What would you need to do? Yeah. What would you what, what can he change directly? Let's say. Well, to be honest with you, I think it's about the core of the squad first. It seems to be when the youth guys come in or the or the new players or like Sima so far has probably been our best outfield player and he's on loan at the moment. So you're asking for your core of your squad. You're asking for your goals and your Taverniers and Borna Barisic if these guys are continuing to going to play. If it, the likes of, I don't know, Wayne Yilmaz or if uh, uh, Dijon Sterling now need to push for their chance, they've got a new manager coming in. So it's all about what these guys can do. The guys in midfield as well. Can the guys come back from injury that we've got? Like, like so Cantwell, where's he going to play for me? He needs to play in the number 10 position. Doesn't mean he's going to get a tune out of Dessers or Danilo. I think, like, I think to be honest with, with both managers, time will tell with these sort of things. Me, I don't think Dessers is good enough, but if if Clement's worked with them before and been able to get a tune out of them, I think uh, if Clement went on to win this league and, and managed to get a tune out of Desers, I think he'd be a club hero, to be honest with you. So uh, to get anything out of Desers this, this, so far, because uh, he's not really cut it for me. We've got the likes of Danilo coming back. So look, I think it'll be a, a case of, look, I think both managers will have had to have looked at what how we've been playing the last couple of games and look at the core of these scores, look at the experienced players 
and ask them serious questions. Do you believe that you can be at this club and do you want to win do you want to win trophies? Because it's the same core of players, guys, that we've had for the last three years, three managers now, and it's still not working. So these guys have got to step up, they've got to take responsibility for themselves. Because I'm telling you now, when it comes to January, they've got a new manager in and, and to be honest with you, I think the two of these, the good thing about the two of these, they don't know the players, they haven't worked with them before, uh, they've got no association with them. So at this end of the day, it's up to them now if they want to prove themselves, they want to stay Rangers because there's a lot of players that I would get rid of at this moment in the way their performances are. I think uh, a lot of them got to uh, take the blame for at least, I would say, Bill and Joe sackings because it's just the performance has just not been good enough, David. Do you think there's a sort of a Paul Wigan, Paul Wigan effect in the dressing room that the players are sort of been uh, against Bill? Uh, no, I think we've, we've had three managers, David. It's not even this. Same mistakes, the same things were happening when we were under Gerard. It then continued on to Gio. We were paping up the cabbage. We had a good run. Don't get me wrong, we loved our, our run to Seville. But these these are the same guys that we're relying on, and we're still not winning trophies. And you, uh, Rangers Football Club, you've got to be winning the league. And I don't know if some of these guys, I keep on saying this, the mentality of these core of these um, experienced players. It's just not right for me. You've got like some Ryan Jack, do you know what I mean, in there? I know we missed Stephen Davis this season, but like he, he must have, I don't know what, what's going on, obviously, if he'll be back or not. But, I mean, you're talking about the experienced guys, even the likes of Alan McGregor last year, Morelos, Ken, all these kind of guys. And then we've still got Bolson, we've still got Tavernier and Borna Barisic. It's just, not, it's just not been good enough from these guys. They can't come in to me and tell me that they gave themselves 100% because... If that's the hundred percent, then my God, we've got some amount of a rebuild to do. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a bit crazy that uh, Ryan Jack got a new contract. Uh, I, I think we would be far better keeping Scott Arfield, to be honest with you, uh, for the for the, the the running in between the lines, which you which you know Jack's not going to do. You're virtually bringing in an, an extra defender when you when, when we brought in Jack whereas Arfield you've got a midfielder that, that can also go into an attacking role I said this morning on the the, the Gallant Few News Scott that I think there's the, a sort of a sign will be well we saw the way Musket was, was going round his player going around the, the, the fans at the end up of his game waving his hand and, and doing a what does he call it when you do two hands uh, down um I've got a sort of thing that I said that if there's a decision to come on, it'll be today or tomorrow. But if it's going to go on to next week, it'll be it'll be Muscat for the simple reason that I think Muscat might want to take the Yokohama Homa uh, semi cup semi final on Sunday. What do you think? Anything? Does that does that sound about right? Aye, I would say so, Davey. Um... I think the big thing we come on is he's he's got a big contract offer sitting there for Saudi, and that's yeah. You can't really blame a guy if he takes it. I mean, when he talked, really, didn't it? If he's if he's got a chance of some life changing money for his family and all that kind of stuff, he'll not really be caring what happens in his career. I mean, look at Stevie Gerrard's out here, but <laughs> it doesn't. Um, in terms of Mosca, I idea, I think that was what we seen last night in his match was a. Was a cheerio, um, and I think he's. I think in Monday will be announced as a Rangers manager because I think he's going to stay to see this second, second leg of this semi final done. Then that will be him. 
because um, I think last night, I, it's, it's weird the way they work the cup semi-finals. Like, that was more a home match at a neutral venue for Yokohama last night, I think. And it's a, it's an away match at a different neutral venue against, I think it's Ugawa Reds are called, um, on Sunday. So I think that's why he was saying Chirio last night. Um, or maybe he was doing it just to... It could it could have been noise in the press up. It could have been it, it could have it could have been a, a number of things to be brutally honest with you. Um, I, I think I think it's going to be next week before Muscat's appointed. And personally, I think that um, come on to Saudi. I don't think we're going to see him as Rangers manager because I, I just think the the money on offer is going to be too much for him to say no. Well, there was reports that that he. That he was on his way to talk to the Saudi people. Right. He, he said originally he didn't want to go there. He, he, he would he prefer to stay in Europe. So right. that, that's 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 quite a big thing. Um, it's my opinion, David. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's everybody's opinion, isn't it? We all give our opinion, and and we 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 go on. Um. Yeah. David, I think we all want to see what we want to see is the pressing game. Now we all thought that Bill was going to bring that. I think both these man managers have, 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 are going to bring in that. Do you think, Shona, that there's any players that are in the background that might get get brought back in? You're talking about the likes I'm, of maybe I'm, 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 loan or somebody like that. I'm, 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 I'm thinking, thinking maybe Bal uh, no, I was going to say Balligan as well, written off. But, I mean, it's quite. I don't know what happened to Balligan, but I was thinking that Alex uh, Laurie uh, been been put out to Hearts. I seen today he said in the in the papers that he wasn't really interested who the Rangers manager was. That his his mind is on Hearts at the moment, which is is a quite acceptable thing to say, really. Although probably, but. Do you think players like that could come back? And and Bill obviously wasn't interested in them. But as, as we saw at the weekend, two youth players coming in changed the game completely. And yeah, I, I, I think the youth have more chance of playing in the in the Rangers team with one of these managers in it. Yeah, I think under Clement, he's very much about the youth, the youth players, isn't he? So and he's worked with with quite a lot, especially when he lost all the players when he like when he uh, was at the Club Rouge in his first season, sort of thing. So. Um, but Luke um, and during COVID, I think as well, he was having to bring to the youth and did very well with them. We have, I think he had a massive points gap in COVID. I think it was over 25 points gap. And he was obviously then given the league with only so many, I think there was only about three or four games left. So, um, but no, um, look, I, I personally don't think he'll bring back Alex Lowry or Hadji from loan. I think what he'll do is he'll work with the players that he's got at the moment. He'll t look, look at these guys. And he'll give them a lot of them maybe till January and then maybe give them to the end of the season and then it'll be up to them um, whether he finds them out and they uh, understand which ones he wants to keep. I think it will just be a gradual build-up. I don't think we'll go for a rebuild in January. It's just not what clubs do. I think they'll obviously wait to the summer. You might see one or two guys coming in depending on who they need for their, their style of play. I think if it was Muscat, he'd probably want to bring in wingers. I think obviously Clement, I think he'd probably want to bring in another centre-back. Um, but look, um, We'll just have to wait and see what these guys are going to bring. I just don't think they'll bring back any of the guys that we've got out there at the moment. I think you might see a, a couple of the youth guys getting an opportunity, but for me, it's up to the most experienced players because I do think that some of these new signings might have a bit of a free heart because obviously with the new manager, I think um, 
they're guys obviously have been around before and I think that's what the fans are getting on they're getting on the players back because we're just not seeing the performances or the the, the endeavour that you want to see from these Rangers players, even the effort or the energy, do you know that way? If you can see something even on that pitch, we're seeing absolutely nothing at the moment. And I think that's what, they, what we're going to have to look for. I think um, see what the kind of reaction we get, especially from the kind of core players, like look at Borna Barisic just out of contract next year. So it's like Lundstrom, people like that. Um, look, I, I think they'll renew them, probably not. Maybe Borna because he's playing in, in the Croatia squad, but that's only kind of money that I would think we, we might not get back from. We would get back from if you sign a new contract. So, look, it's really, really difficult. But I think uh, look, these guys have got to show this new manager when they come in that they want to play for Glasgow Rangers because as of next summer, I think a lot of them could be out of the door by then. So, um, that's a good thing about having a wee bit of freshness now with these, this manager coming in um, or Muscat, uh, one of the two. I just don't think they've got an affiliation with these players. They might know about Rangers and what, what it means to be a Rangers football club, but... I just don't think they'll know the, the, the core of these players. And I think uh, a new manager coming in, I think uh, you'll see a lot of players that you... A lot of surprises, I think, you'll see throughout the season. I think you might see the likes of Golson get booked, the likes of Tav, but soon time will tell. Yeah, there was also a rumour flying about the today, Scott, that it was Muscat with uh, McCann as, as his uh, assistant manager. What do you think of that? Is it a rumour or do you think there's any possibility of it happening? The, the nope. thing is that Muscat doesn't come with a with a, with a, a team. He come, he'll mm -hmm. come in himself. Whereas I think Clemon will probably be bringing a full team with him. So could it be McCann as assistant manager? I don't like the idea of Neil McCann as assistant manager. There's no experience here. There's no experience here whatsoever. A guy can go on the manager. What's that? He's been a manager. Aye, he's been a manager, aye, but he's not been an assistant manager at Glasgow Rangers. <laughs> well, he's been I a mean, player for Glasgow Rangers. Aye, but so was Alec Ray. And Alec Ray's much more experienced. He's done a job at a higher level than Neil McCann. That's only if you want to get in the old Rangers route. To me, if you're bringing in um, Musket, we need to bring in an experienced team next to him as number two. Um, somebody that's been there and done it. Not Rangers, not any SPFL, just anywhere, just somebody knows somebody he's comfortable with maybe somebody for his Millwall playing days that's maybe made their way into a game now I, I don't know Um could be anybody to be fair, I don't fancy Neil McCann Neil McCann can talk a good game on Rangers TV aye but um, I've, I've not been impressed with his managerial record whatsoever done nothing at Inverness Dundee nearly got them relegated I mean it's um. As part of coaching staff, I definitely. As assistant manager, no. Is that guy, I mean, that's Buscat's number two. That's who he's going to lean on. That's the link between the players and the manager. Um, there's just no enough experience there for me for it to be Neil McCann. Um, he's, obviously, he's going to need to bring in somebody. So, who I suppose is open for discussion. But Neil McCann's a first team coach, absolutely. For maybe for a tactical perspective. Um, just like Bill was for Gerard, just give a lot of this idea, what about that idea, what do you think of this, what do you think of that? Um, but nah, nah, no, he's assistant manager, no. If come on, there's good. There you go. I was just going to put this back to you. Do you not think, though, what Rangers should actually do before we get into this position ever again? This is a, this is a problem with the structure of the football club. We need a director. We should actually should have 
before we've got a manager and a director of football for a start. Mm-hmm. And what we should uh-huh. be doing is we should actually be promoting coaches within as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Even the guys, so like, like so Stephen Davis, like Stephen Davis is not going to be amongst the, I don't, I don't think, coaching staff in the first mm-hmm. team. But what we need to do with Stephen Davis is get him in with the youth team, get him in with David McCallum and the youth mm-hmm. squad, you know what I mean? And then build him up so that if he gets an opportunity one day that when maybe this, if a manager does get a sack, we're far better prepared for it because we've got the guys that are doing the same style of football within the youth the same style of football within the, the first team. And if his manager does get sacked, they can kind of continue that on and coaches can then obviously get promoted and, and be able to get themselves further up the ladder. We're not doing that good enough within the structure of our football club. And that's imp- that's why we definitely need a, a director of football. And obviously I'm on the, 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 the Paul Mitchell bandwagon. Like, obviously, like, I just want to get that one in there. Doubt it'll happen, but, like, I, I really would love to see Paul Mitchell and Clermont work with each other, do you know, that way. So, but... Uh, no, like I think the structure that the football club also needs to change. We need to promote within and give these guys that are like the youth guys and the guys that are in the development squad, all these guys a chance. Do you know what I mean? To be able to build themselves to get obviously up to the, the first team, so that if we do get a manager sat, we're in a far better place than, than what we were there bringing in Stephen Davis after his Ryder Cup experience in, in Italy. Do you know what I mean? That's just that's just not that's just not great. Aye, definitely. Yeah. I think you you couldn't go wrong with. Keeping the likes of Stephen Smith, the guy Gilmer, and Alec Ray is part of Muskets coaching team just now. Um, that's obviously if we're going to like we keep talking about that. If Muscat comes in, when Muscat comes in, that's it might not even happen. But if you're going to do that route to me, the what I heard in Rangers review the other day, Stephen Davis is more concerned about still kicking a ball for as long as he can. He's trying to get back for a injury. I think if he was going to retire, he would have retired. But no, definitely. David, we've done with Stevie Smith and stuff, though. Um, I just think we need that kind of Jimmy Nickel heat in the building. We need somebody that's got that head and he's of age. He's got experience. He's he, he knows what he's doing when about football, but he's got to buy into my just philosophy when he does all this. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's one you could, could really talk about all day, but I would I certainly wouldn't be against some of the backroom team that's. There on, on an interim basis, taking up a role. Well, Alec McLeish was certainly uh, bumming up, up Stevie Davis to get a coaching role at Ibrox, uh, saying that he's uh, he, when he was playing, he thought he was the guy is unbelievable. The knowledge he has can definitely take it forward with coaching. I'm not sure where he is with his badges yet, but certainly got a very good football brain, and I think could be a great addition to the Ibrox hierarchy. Um, there was all of a sudden a new name appeared that was wanted put in for the Rangers job. Now I, I, I would imagine it's uh, very very late, but there was a, ma- a, a manager called Nina Angelica, and he was just departed from Trabzonspor on in Turkey. I think we can just straight stripe his name off right away, Shona. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, for sure. I think um, if that would happen, they would have been, I don't know where that rumour came from because as we knew from the start of the week, I think it was about four candidates. and Or last week, sorry, four candidates were getting interviewed and then it was obviously the last two were getting interviewed this week, which we believe to be Clonon in uh, Muscat. And I think if you look at the odds at the moment, I think obviously Clonon's just slightly favourite against Muscat. And I think the other guys are way out to about 14 to 1. I think uh, if Clonon gets, uh, gets, the, gets the go and gets the manager's job, I'll be raging because... When I mentioned this, it was 25 to 1. 
So uh, and I've not put a bet on it. No. So uh, I'll be absolutely fuming. But nah, I think uh, a lot of these things. I don't know where that that's came from. Whether he's obviously had wee rumblings that because he's been sacked by Chad, whatever it was, Chad was or uh, then um, I can't even see that now. But uh, wherever he was sacked from, I think obviously he was going to get linked to the Rangers job, isn't he? I think every manager and their and their and their dog has been linked with the Rangers manager. But uh, yeah, I'm just so glad that it's come on and Muscat and not the likes of um, Derek McInnes or David Martindale or Frank Lampard or Sam Allardyce. No, thank you. Yeah, well, this was a a, a guy who won the Croatian league twice with Dinamo Zagreb, uh, two two times a cup with uh, Dinamo Zagreb, uh, and then he won the second. He brought the Austrian team St Andre up into the professional leagues, I think, because he was in the regional leagues first of all, and then he took won the the second division, and so. Um, I would take it if you won the second division that they're now in the first division. So, but I think I think we can we can stripe him off for the minute. Um, I haven't really got that much more on the. I've, I've, I've sort of I've sort of answered all the the questions. No, I've, I've still got another one. Let's take that the, the Clement goes to Saudi Arabia, and Muscat has already said that he he won't leave. Until the league's finished in December, could it happen that Rangers end up with none of them, Scott? I think the the the, the comments for Muscat apparently made um, about him staying to the he won Yokohama and our trophy was just a pile of pish, to be honest with you, David. Um, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Should we end up with none of them, then the board will be well prepared. I mean, they've, they've spoke to Pascal Janssen and Oliver Glasner as well, um, who... Um, who are the bad coaches? Let's be honest about it. I listened to Heart and Hand yesterday on my tea break, and it was he was talking about he was interviewing folk about Oliver Glasnam. There was there was certain criticisms. Um, there was certain uh, advantages to getting a guy like that. Obviously, going to Europa League, um, it, it it tends to play with a high press, but plays on a counter attack. Which ultimately, would, I think that's probably what's the main reason is he's not going to get a job. But see, having options like that in the background, I mean, we've spoke to four candidates, not just two. It was four of them that made the final final cut. So I, 
the board, the board will be well prepared should that happen. Should that happen, in my opinion. I just think it's far too down the line now, Scott, isn't it? Aye, aye, aye. Chan the chances of not being come on and Muscat slanting on to me. Slanting on. You think Rangers would be willing to keep Stevie Davis in charge until December? No. No. They'd no, need to go out. They would need to go out and get a decent interim manager. That's when you're looking at like uh, Allardyce and Warnock and all these old guys that are that are just plucking plug, gaps in certain jobs in the championship and things like that, coming into the to do a job until the end of the season or whatever. I don't. Well, well let's get Rangers. Which if Muscat doesn't know what to come, I mean, it'd be a case of who, who the fuck does he think he is? I mean, he manages in the Japanese. He manages in the J League. Why should we wait on a manager for his league to come and take over the club to December? Do you know what I mean? Like, put it in context. I mean, if you're if you're waiting in like Pep Guardiola or something, then they bother at all. Like, <laughs> that's absolutely no problem. But I mean, well, people people in the J League are probably saying, "Oh, they only play in Scotland." <laughs> oh, why? I, I suppose I suppose they are, but their club's bigger than any one of theirs. Anyone? My biggest football club in the world. That's that's for sure. Uh, Shona, that it came uh, just to go on to another subject for a, for a wee while because I've, I've sort of run out of questions on the Clemons and uh, Muscat. There was today um, Liverpool star Trent Alexander Arnold was uh, he named? He was asked to name the most dangerous player ever to face him. And I don't know where you where you heard this this morning. I, I brought it up this this morning, but he brought in Brandon Barker. <laughs> no, what do you think of that? Yeah, he was meant to get the Ballon d'Or, wasn't he? I think uh, that was his quote that he, that he said he was the best player. He could have been the best player in the world. Well, I don't know what kind of Brandon Barker he was looking at because the one that we had was absolutely barking. So, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really know. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I've had a wee selfie with Brandon Barker in the past. You know what I mean? I should do, but uh, no, no, that guy was an absolute failure at our club. Like, you could there was there was glimpses of what he could probably do, but he never really kind of cut it here, did he? And uh, he was kind of injury prone, which seems to be kind of the running theme. But nah, not for me. Brandon Barker was a uh, well. I think how many goals did he actually score? It must have been less than ten, surely, when he was. Oh, he was yeah, Rangers, yeah, you know what I mean? For a guy that's meant to be the best in the world. So, uh, like, I don't know about you, but I think a goalkeeper could probably score more goals than Brandon Barker in the season. So, no, no not for me. Um, nah, Brandon Barker. Uh, it probably costs us a wee bit of money because we don't get him from Man City. Yeah, I've seen him as well. I think we've seen him at Hibs. Aye, was it Hibs? Aye, aye, aye. Is it Hibs on? The reason Gerard played Brandon Barker for so for I think it meant how he started like a succession of matches in the 55 season was because apparently he was unreal in training. It was supposed to be one of the best. I've heard Andy I've heard Andy Halliday say it and Clyde One and that the guy was outstanding in training, but he just crossed the right line and don't know. Don't know what happened to him. Well the 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 this uh, Trent Arnold says isn't it the same with Dacers on YouTube? We all thought <laughs> we were going to get it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, David. Anyway, Brendan Barrett, the guy said, I was 18 playing for the under 21s, first ever time at Anfield, and got beat 3 0. 
He scored two goals and got one assist. Came off at 60. I came off at 60 minutes. Still to this day, his opponent, I think, just dis- destroyed me. I've never had the like of that before. So, obviously, quite high on his books. Um, I'm going to move on now to the women's competition. I don't know whether any of you are up to it, but they uh, are playing at Ibrox on Sunday. Do you follow Craig, the, or Craig Scott, sorry, the, the women's football? No. Not really, not really no. any... I don't think you're in, right, right into it either, Sean, are you? Uh, no, not, not particularly, but I knew they were playing at the weekend and I know that the is, uh, we have also got lined up another B-team friendly as well with one at some big club. I think it was maybe Barcelona, I'm not too sure if, if I've read that right. But yeah, um, like, uh, no, I heard about the, no, I'm not a big fan of the Rangers women's team. I went to watch a game recently and the standard is not very great. Like, I'm all for women's football, but I think it's going to take a wee bit of time before we can get these girls up to like maybe the Champions League level that we want them to get to, like playing against the better teams. Because the more they're playing against these better standard of teams, the better we're going to get, we're going to, and better our league's going to get. So, but the standard at the moment is further down. You've got Rangers, you've got Celtic, you've got Glasgow City, but below that, it's not a really, really good standard. But I'm hoping that over the next coming years, that um, it really, really does pick up. Oh well, it's you can if, if you want to go along. Uh, it's Ibrook Stadium, obviously the plane against Hibs. Uh, tickets for the match are available now. Are priced at seven pound for adults and three pound for concessions, and you can purchase them here. My Jers members can attend the match at a price of one pound, with concession and junior members going free. So it won't cost an awful lot of money to go and see them. Uh, Shona, anything you want to bring in yourself? I've, I've sort of run out of, uh, of of questions. The only thing I can I can I can think when the new manager comes in. Do you think he'll take he'll go right right away with a fine tooth comb and 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 start shoving everybody out of the way? All the sort of a big names: Tavernier, Olsen. Can we expect massive changes? No, no, no. I'm expecting the um, um to give them all a fresh start. And um, I'm sure by now he's probably looked at a lot of videos and obviously been able to see from what, what he wants to put into his own his own, his own thoughts into what he what he plans to do with it, these players. So, you know, look at him, Ken, you'll have, whoever comes in, I'm sure they've watched plenty of videos of Rangers, understands now what it means to be at Rangers Football Club. And I think uh, he'll have a really good look at these players, give them a wee talking to. I think the big interesting thing for me is whether the, the captaincy thing is going to come up again, whether they... We'll see um, a change in captaincy, whether the manager's got how he feels about the, the captaincy situation, whether he wants to stick with Tav or does he want to go with somebody else. I think that'll probably be the one thing I think that'll be, that'll be interesting, whether he leaves that to the summer or the January transfer window or wants to let these players know exactly where they stand or, as I said, maybe give them to January to prove themselves and then after then he can suss them out and decide from there what he wants to do with these guys. But I think... Um, I think by now, I think we all need to know that we obviously need to, um, look, I don't understand what's going on with Balligan, but obviously we need to find out what's going on there. He's only a year contract, and I think he's only played maybe about half a dozen games so far this season. So uh, John knows what's going on with Balligan, but I think uh, we're going to have to strengthen in the defence in, um, in January. But I think uh, if it comes down to Muska, I think he'll be winning uh, wingers. So I think it's going to be a toss-up as to see how much these guys will want, because um, 
I would imagine now that the negotiations have already began, the contracts are probably pretty much signed, sealed and delivered. And it'll be a case of what the guys will want is to find out now is how much they've got to spend in that January transfer window. That's what they'll want to know is how much money they'll be able to have in the January transfer window because I think now until next summer, obviously that gives them what, two transfer windows, the new manager. I think um, you'll probably see more if, we don't, if nothing happens this season. I think you'll be given obviously a fresh start next season, but I think what we'll have to start is to see uh, a nice style of playing attacking football. So, um, look, I'm looking forward to it. I think in the next 24 hours we'll hear something, David. So, uh, let's just hope it's my 24 hours and not your 72 hours, Scott. Hi. <laughs> Um, Scott, do you do, do have these players really been that bad, or do you think that the way Bill wanted to to play, the way the way Van Bronckhorst wanted to play, was it too complicated? Did they try to complicate the game too much? Because Bill came in and he said we're playing with a handbrake off, and he just seemed to have the players all over the place. Aye, Michael Bill says an awful lot of things when he first came into the hot seat, didn't he? Few digs at Geo and things like that, turning up at matches before. Um, this is a complete U turn for me, by the way. I, I loved Michael Beal. Um, I just think his behaviour coming into a job wasn't the best in terms of how he conducted himself. Um, but it, when it comes down to his players and it comes down to like a Tavernier, Goldson, Borna, Lundstrom, they're serial failures. It's, it's, it's the only way to put it, they're serial failures. There's been constant cup finals, constant cup semi-finals, constant leagues that they've lost. They're not good enough to be Rangers players. That's ultimately me when it comes down to we need a better standard of player. Um, but in terms of getting a tune out of them, I don't think... I think you need to overhaul the rest of it to get a tune out of the players that we've already got. And I think part of the way you overhaul it is you bring in some, some youth to to bridge that gap just now and you give them important match experience. I think ultimately, to me, unless Celtic start dropping points, I think the league's gone. Um, because we're having a new manager and a new style of play, whoever it's going to be, come on to musket. I mean, you can bring in boys like Bailey Rice, Lowry back for loan, get Hadji back for loan. Um, you've got Lovelace, McCausland. If five players I've just named after that can completely change the shape of that team. You've got Cantwell, Danilo and Lawrence coming back for injury after the after the international break, David. They can change the course of that team as well. It's the, it's the defence that's going to let us down. Um, John Suter could step in for Connor Goldson. I would be 100% certain about that, but I don't trust his injury record. So there's no longevity in it. Um, Yilmaz at left-back, there's 100%. I believe that boy can I mean, look at his goal against Livingston. Absolutely unreal. He could fit Muscat's system. No bother. I think it'd be. But again, it's injury record. The boys not really got going. And why is he not really got going? I mean, part of the reason that we brought a good doctor back in the summer was to get all this kind of up and running. And now we've been questioning pre-season again. That's one thing we thought Michael Beale was going to fix was the fitness of players. But injuries are injuries. You can't really predict it. But I think a new manager needs to come in and he needs to change the shape of the team and he needs to change the personnel within it, and he needs to put the young boys in to try and... I'm not saying a full team, I'm not saying play B team, before anybody in the comments jumps on top of me. I'm saying bring in the best ones and give them an opportunity that's going to be able to... I mean, look, look at the impact McCausland and Lovelace had against St Mern. 
That's all it took. That's the best bit of creativity we've had, we've had all season. The best bit of creativity we've had all season was 20 minutes after Lovelace. That's it. Yeah, that's the best. It's, it's the best I've seen. It's the best I've seen. And it came through a young boy taking a, a St. Murn fallback on and knocking the ball across goal. That's how easy it is. But we don't seem to be players to do it. Sam Lammers is a failed signing. Sifuentes, the jury's out for me. Butland has been staunch as. He's been brilliant. Um, Daniel, jury's out. Dessers, no, nah, no. Nah. As I say, in the last pod, I'd have Bob Malcolm up front. Guy doesn't do it. Seema showed a wee bit of, a wee bit of appetite, but he's, it doesn't count to me because he's not a player. He's Brighton's, and he's Brighton's player again at the end of the season. Or Seema's dangerous now he's getting Brighton a bigger transfer fee, or working his way into Roberto Deserby's football uh, team. Um, but there, there, there definitely is ways that we can change it for now to January. But you just need somebody with a pair of boys that's going to bring bring a young boys in and give them a chance. Stephen Davis done it and they got a result for it. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but the thing is, Sean, if we we're talking about these bringing in players, they always they all say he spent thirteen million, but he also sold for virtually just as much, wee bit less. So the money is well. Do you think the board are just going to give the new manager a, a, a hold of cash and say go out and get what you want? I think the manager will want that anyway. I think any manager that goes to a new football club, I think one of the first things they'll probably ask is how much have they got to spend nowadays? Uh, like we all know that we're within a, a budget and we've obviously got to stick to that budget. But I do see a couple of new signings coming in in January. Um, I do, I really do. I think uh, we'll see that. And uh, I don't, look, I just, as I said, it just depends on who the manager wants to see. He might look at the defence, they might want to get a shoot out of the defence, he might look at the midfield. I do think we're probably lacking a creative midfielder in there. I still another one. I think we rely too much on Cantwell. He's another one that's injury prone. I think we need to get the likes of the Dowell and Tom Lawrence, these creative players, back fit um, and from there. And I think obviously the likes, see what we can get out the likes of Matondo and, and Borna Barisic. So look, I think a lot of this will, will depend, depend on what happens. But look, I think uh, the guy will have to uh, want uh, money to spend in the January transfer window, I think. Any manager will want to do that, and uh, like Scott said, I think you've got the likes of like um, uh, all the guys up front. Well, the jury's out on a lot of these new signings. I think the only one for me that's made an absolute really good start, and if I was the manager at the moment, looking at Sima, I would I would be going in January, guys, to be honest with you, and see if they can try and strike a deal. I think he's only got a year left in his contract in the summer, so um, look, obviously they'll probably want the the real majority of the money back from. I think they played nearly eleven million pound. I think it's probably out of reach, but for me, I, I'm really liking the like it likes of Sima. Uh, he scored with his head, he scored with his left foot, he scored with his right foot, he scored inside the box, he scored outside the box, he scored a diving header. I just think he's an all-rounder, really, really good player. I know that people will probably yeah, be making the comments he's a wee bit hot and cold, but I really do think, honestly, there's, there's, there's something about this guy. I think he's our, one of our top goal scorers so far with nine goals this season. I think Ryan Kent scored three all last year, so I know everybody's going to make the comparison, but for me, I'm 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 really liking this guy. I think he gets in really good positions. I think you've seen him also score tap in. So um, he was the one that obviously would have scored at the weekend. There, um, sorry, would have got two goals at the weekend there if it wasn't for the guy put a, a handball in it. So look, um, no, for me, I think uh, Seamus probably been the the light from um, within our team at the moment. I think uh, mm -hmm. he's been the shining light, and uh, yeah, I would be going trying to go and buy him in, in the January chance or try and strike some sort of deal. Brighton because if we're obviously if he does well 
up to the next 10 weeks and then goes on to have another season. It will, will be out with our price rate, unfortunately. Um, but look, I'll be trying to see if we can strike something. He's got a year left in his contract. And if Brighton don't want him back, I would try and see if we can get anything between six or seven, eight million pounds and see if we can do over installments. Um, that'd be one that I'd be looking at with Seema. See, what I like, what I like about Seema is that he gets in at the back post as well. Looking at Ryan Kent, it was just never near the goal. When when the ball went down the right-hand side, he was just never near the goal. He was never in a dangerous position. But Seema's always in a dangerous position, and, and that, that's what I like I like about him. Um, I, I don't know, Whammers. Do you think Whammers will do any better under a, a, a new manager, Scott? But see, taking back to you and Shona's point about Seema, see why Shona was speaking so fondly of Abdullah Seema. It's just because he fucking tried. He just tried. He ran, he ran about, flew through tackles and stuff against Limassol. Where's that been all season? Not just half a Seema, but half of the relevant players in the team. It's, there's just there's not been enough effort in the application. This season, from that group of players, it's quite frankly not been good enough. John Lundstrom looks as if he's fucking towing a caravan about with him half the time. Should, the guy shouldn't be anywhere near my football team. Bailey Rice should be in his. I said this before the podcast, don't mention Lundstrom. I come out in a rash when people <laughs> mention Lundstrom. <laughs> but Bailey Sorry, Rice should be playing in his position. Bailey Rice should be playing his position. And I don't think there's one Ranger supporter out there that would disagree with that, with that statement. It's just common sense. The guy's not got it. Drop him. Make a deal in January. Get rid of him. Don't, do not give him a new contract, Rangers. Please do not give him a new contract. Borna Barisic looks about 70 year old and all, walking up to take throw-ins and kick, uh, take a corner kick. Not for me. Not for me. Change it now. Change it now. It's badly not even changed. Um... All, all, all we need is a wee bit of effort. I mean, that's kind of bare minimum as a Ranger supporter. You expect to your players in it. You pay your money, you turn up every other week. You just want to see them get 100% for a badge. And that's where we went wrong with Bill and Geo was, as you said, David, they're trying to overcomplicate things. Instead of just getting out, winning, the, winning the battles, the individual battles you've got in the park first and then letting your quality shine through. It can be just as easy as that to win a match in the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't... It, uh, yeah. It it's definitely really a thing I think, Scott, is is that that Bio and and Gio just tried to to complicate things far too often. And in terms in terms of Sam Lammers, I don't think Sam Lammers has got that application effort in his game to be able to to be able to win the supporters over. It's all it's quite obvious he's got quality, but he's he's not the type of guy that's going to play against a low block and come away with a kind of. A, a, a colour through ball or something that's going to make you go, oh, all right, fair enough. But like, he can stone about and be lazy all he wants. He's not really got much, do you know what I mean? Um, whereas Hadji, at least you knew Hadji was going to run about and put a dig in. Cantwell will run about and put a dig in. Raskin, I've got to say, in terms of last Sunday, Nico Raskin looked a totally different player because he was playing in a mere box to box role. I actually got to see what it was like going forward instead of dictating playing a number six. Good on Stephen Davis for noticing that and putting him in that role. Um, there is quality in a squad. There is quality in a squad, but it's it's about the need to go back to basics of running about and winning a title first before anything else is going to happen. Because that ultimately is what's going to win all Osrun and we'll back. And then that's how that bond between the team, the club, and the supporters is going to be 
fixed because it's broken just now. It's been mended. And it's been the ones that can fix it is the players in the park. Just be throwing a couple of slide tackles in and winning the ball back and just get the crowd on side. A wee bit of application and effort. That's what's needed, really. Yeah, see, I'm going on to Sifuentes, uh, Shona, I've, I've, I've been recorded as saying, I don't even know if he's a football player. Do you see enough from what Sifuentes is showing? Does it, could, it, could he fill even Hadji's boots? Well, I think a lot of it, like Scott said, is down to confidence with these guys and the mentality that they've got at the moment. I think at the moment they're... Their absolute confidence is absolutely shocked. I think what we need to do is get back to basics, like Scott said. Um, and what we need to do is we need to get these players into the right positions. I think um, the likes of Lundstrom, the reason why Lundstrom plays so bad is he's a box-to-box player. He's not He's not your sitting holding midfield. He never played that way. He never played that way for Sheffield United either. So I think when you saw Stephen Davis getting Raskin back into that kind of box-to-box role, you saw the amount of times that Raskin was making opportunities to get into the box. And I think that's where... Lammers needs to improve himself. I think he's come out and said that he used to be a striker. Why is he not get himself into these positions in the in the box in the first place? So, look, I think what the manager will do now, they'll look at all these players, they'll give them all a fresh start. I think what the manager will do is they'll have a structure so that these guys are playing in their actual positions. I think you'll see the likes of Cantwell going back into that number 10 and obviously Lammers having to fight off Cantwell for that position. But I, I can't see us m- moving about players like we did under Beal playing players out of their position, I think we'll just have to get back to the same structure, the same sort of uh, consistency that we want in this football team and start winning games on a consistent, regular basis with the same sort of team. This chopping and changing never, never helped. And I think obviously that's the one thing that we've got lacking at the moment is the confidence within ourselves. We seem to, I've seen, been saying this for months now, we seem to, when we go a goal behind, well, there's a VAR decision that we absolutely crumble. And the same again, what happened in the Limassol game, do you know what I mean? The effort, the lack of effort, the lack of passion. I think, as you said, Scott, the only one that's been actually trying so far is Sima. And he gets it. Why the rest of them not getting this? So, look, I think with the manager, the new manager coming in, they can look at these players in the eyes and see from there. But, uh, look, I think um, at the moment, a lot of these players, the jury's going to be out. But I do think there'll be a bit more of a, a leeway on the new players because, uh, like these, these experienced ones, that's the ones you're expecting to get the other guys to step up. And I think the confidence that's happening or the, the no confidence that's happening within the, the core players, that is surely that's going down the, down the, uh, the ladder and, and everybody else is feeding into that. So it can't be a good place at the moment. So I'm hoping at the moment when uh, the new manager comes in, he can build a confidence within this squad and a structure and get these players playing in the positions that they're, they're meant to be in. Go back to basics, yeah. See there, Shona, I've got 4-4-2. Don't think as many managers go four four two these days. Clement no, does. Who oh. <laughs> does? Sorry. Oh, Clement, Clement does. does. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought come on, come on, Ben. Mostly four three three as well. Scott, where you go? See, as long as I'm not seeing Lundstrom drop into a back three when he plays a long ball out wide to Barisic, who passes it back to Davies or whoever. I'm not caring about formation with play, if you're honest with you. I just want to see his play forward thinking further. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. And I'm actually looking forward. That's how far we fell. We all want Robbie Matondo back. I, I, I know Addy. I want Robbie Matondo back in, in, in playing. So, no, I'm afraid I don't think that, he, 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 
He's, he's not a Rangers player. He, 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 I mean, he wears a Rangers shirt, but uh, he, he's, he's not a real Rangers player in my eyes. Jonah, we've had a lot of injuries. Do you think, no, they normally say every team's got a lot of injuries. Do you think we've got more injuries than, than other teams, or is it sort of a equal? Oh, no, we've got, we've got a hell of a amount of injuries, and the problem that is it's most of our attackers and the ones that we were obviously relying on when scoring those goals. Look, I, I think that Dezos is probably going to come on and be your number one striker. I think it was probably going to be Danilo all day long, and it was unfortunate that the boys obviously had a hard time settling into this club and then obviously had a hard, had a bad start when they scored the goal and ended up with a broken cheekbone. So, uh, no, look, I think um, like it'll be... It's one of those ones. Who else would you say yourself, David? Uh, but, no, I, I don't know. Have you Matondo? Do you think so? Or Ravi? <laughs> I've, 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 I've said that Matondo down the middle, but and I even I even said once maybe we should try him at left back. But the last game in Limassol, I think no, but the one of the last games he played, uh, he was he was trying to defend uh, as a as a sort of a attacking going back to to defend as well. The guy was just walking past them every time, so I thought, well, no, I'll, I'll drop that idea. Although Arthur Newman, the first game he ever played at left back, he, he, he the uh, PSV get hammered six one, so they he, they ran past him as well. But, um, no, I, I just think that, that that we seem to just have so many injuries, and I, I just wonder if it's training procedures or although. Elisa Cantwell was it was actually in a game. He was clogged by a by a Celtic player, wasn't he? So, so maybe I don't know. It's, it's, it's all different types of injuries. That's the thing is, see if it was consistent, the same injury, then you can maybe put it down to like maybe the same training style. But it seems to be all over the place. It seems to be calf injuries, muscle injuries. It seems to be cheekbones. Do you know what I mean? Broken cheekbones. I just think we've been very unfortunate. And uh, look, I don't know what because I don't know about you, but this coffee is obviously not helping, is it? This. Uh, this coffee, this Dr. Waller has, is obviously not, not making the magic tricks at the moment. So, look, I do think that we've got a hell of a amount of injuries, but I think, as you say, there's quite a lot of teams out there that have got the same. So, I don't know if it's just the intensity of going from geo-style type of football and then Bill having a pre-season there when he was trying to get the intensity up. But I think maybe then that's why you're seeing a quite a lot of, of different kind of muscle injuries. But, look, it's one of those ones. I think every club's got... You should be big enough, big enough squad to cover these injuries, but... Unfortunately for us, it seems to be all our attackers. That's the unfortunate thing. We're not scoring any goals. Yeah, well, I, I think that Daniel will come back in as well. Uh, the one thing I, I will say that uh, I maybe I've thought it's strange that the Feyenoord let him go, actually, at the, the, the beginning of the season. But when I see the player, the, the, the Gimmin is, that is that's playing for them, he's already got I think it's 12 goals he's already got in the season. So he's just putting them in left, right and centre. So I can now quite understand that, uh, that that they were quite happy to get money for Danilo and let him go. Um, well, that's we're over an hour, guys, which I, I was, I'm actually surprised that, that we, we reached. Uh, Scott, you want to say your goodbyes and if you've got anything to bring in uh, you've, you've not said yet, do you want to, on you go? Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, all aboard the Muscat Express. <laughs> well, Shona, I'll let you answer that one. Well, I just can't wait to see Scotty's tears just rolling down his eyes when he finds <laughs> out. Uh, 
and he's lost a cheeky wee bet, but in all the time, I know obviously he's got money on the on both, do you know what I mean? But he's preferred look at the end of the day, look, I'll be happy whoever comes in, I'm gonna back whatever manager does come in. So look, I'm all aboard the Clement train and I, I as I said, I think uh, I got a wee heads up there was meant to happen today, but obviously I think that must be to do with the the obviously the 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 train the, the sorry the, the flights from Luton. What happened at Luton the other day, I think there's been a bit of a delay in that, in that flight. So I think you'll, you guys will see that coming tomorrow. So look, let's just see uh, Clement just arriving with that that scarf right above his head and uh, looking forward to it and getting a tune out of these players. But no, thanks everybody for watching. I think it's been a great debate between me and Scott with the the Muscat and the and the Clement train. So. Look, yeah, I, I would love to know what the guy is saying in the chat. I'm not looking at the chat, but I'd love to know. Maybe we should uh, we should have done a wee poll. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe but, um, another time. Maybe we should have done a wee poll on uh, who the who the guys in the chat wanted over. Was it Muscat or is it uh, Clement? But uh, I think uh, the majority of the people that are out there want Clement. So, choo choo, here we go. The last show now, we'll do that poll after Clement gets his sack, correct? Right? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. I don't know. I don't know what this, the score is, guys. But uh, a Porteous own goal. I'm oh, reading. That's good so news anyway. <laughs> so, um, well, I've, I've nothing else to say. Um, thanks for coming yeah, on, guys. Oh, there you go. There you go. I didn't even know they were playing. So I'll be honest. But I know Norway had went one one nil up before I came Aye, upstairs. They won for nothing. Okay, there you go. I think I think Spain will beat Norway in the weekend. Is it Sunday or whenever oh, yeah. they're playing in uh, in Scotland? That'll be enough for Scotland to get through anyway. I'm I'm a Scotland supporter as well. I'm afraid from my age we we were just Rangers and Scotland supporters. So and I've I've never watched that. Anyway, I'm going to finish off now. Thanks very much for coming on to to listen. Um, don't forget that you can join for just one pound. You can you can join us and you get daily news every every morning, every working day morning, and uh, it's it's well worth listening to. I think, uh, and it's what's a what's a what's a pound a month. So it's uh, some people spend that and uh, on on a, a packet of sweeties. So I'll leave you now. Thanks very much and for listening and bye bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 